0: Welcome to the Spirit of Praise broadcast, coming to you from Tabernacle of Praise Church International, York, South Carolina. I'm Bishop Alfred Jackson. I'm thankful that you tuned in today, and I pray that the message uh, will bless you and impact your life in a powerful way. Again, thank you for tuning in. Enjoy the message. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to the name of Jesus, Hallelujah! Come on and bless the Lord in this place. The Lord is good, and the Lord is worthy to be praised, Hallelujah! There is no god like our God. He reigns supreme. He reigns alone. He's mighty. He's awesome. He's glorious. He's majestic in all of His ways. And the Lord is worthy to be praised, Hallelujah! hallelujah we thank the Lord for this day thank God for allowing us to come together on this Sunday morning for this time of worship we thank the Lord for all of you who are present in this place today and all of you've tuned in to us online we thank God for you and we welcome you into the presence of the Lord amen we're going to begin with our scripture this morning from the book of Romans chapter 11 Glory to the name of Jesus. Amen. If you're there with me, glory to God. We will begin reading in verse number 25. So I do not desire, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery lest you should be wise in your own opinion, that blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. And so all Israel will be saved. As it is written, the deliverer will come out of Zion, and he will turn away ungodliness from Jacob. For this is my covenant with them when I take away their sin. Concerning the gospel, they are enemies for your sake, but concerning the election, they are beloved for the sake of the fathers. For the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. For as you were once disobedient to God, yet have now obtained mercy through their obedience, even so, these also have now been disobedient, that through the mercy shown you, they also may obtain mercy. For God has committed them all to disobedience, that he might have mercy on all. All the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. For who has known the mind of the Lord? Or who has become his counselor? Oh, who is first given to him, and it shall be repaid to him? For of him, and through him, and to him are all things, to him to whom be glory forever. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's bow in a word of prayer. Father, thank you for this day. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor, for you are the sovereign God. You reign supreme, Lord, and you reign alone. There is no God like you, Father. You are the sovereign God. Hallelujah. You are the most high God. You are the almighty God. Hallelujah. And we praise your name today. We magnify your name. We, we bask in your glory today, Father. Hallelujah. For it is in you that we live that we move and that we have our very being. So God, we bless your name. We praise your name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! We thank you for this time in your presence this morning, God, and we welcome your presence in our midst. We want you to be glorified today. We want your name to be exalted, Father, through the worship that we render unto you. We pray that our worship will be as a sweet smelling savor in your nostrils, O God. Receive our praise, O God. Receive our worship, O God. And we will continue to praise your name. Hallelujah! We know that we will be benefited. We will be strengthened. We will be built up. We will be exalted as we exalt you, Lord God, as we humble ourselves under your mighty hand and exalt your holy and your divine name. God, we welcome your presence. Be glorified in this place. Be glorified in our lives. And we thank you for that today. It's in Jesus' mighty name that we pray and we thank you. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah.
1: The I will call upon the Lord, to for he is free. worthy to be praised. Shall I be saved from my enemies, Lord, be 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 and and let the blessed. God of my salvation be exalted. The Lord, blessed. Blessed. Blessed be and let the God, God of my salvation blessed. be exalted. So Lord, I will call upon the Lord, for He is worthy to be praised. I will call upon the Lord, for He is worthy to be praised. So Lord, I be saved from my enemies. And bless and bless and bless the Lord, if there's a God, if there's a God of my salvation, Lord. Be the, rock, the of and, and let the my salvation. Be so. the and let the my salvation. Be and let the my salvation. Be You come to do. I don't know what you come to do. I don't, I don't know, know what you, you come, come to do. Jesus. Yeah. Yes, God. Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, God. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just bask in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you Jesus Oh yes Yes. Thank you Jesus -hmm.
0: oh yes hallelujah praise the name of Jesus oh yes glory
1: to the name of Jesus
0: Glory to the name of Jesus. Oh, yes. Again in the book of Romans, chapter 11, then in the book of Luke, chapter 5. we will take our text for this morning. Romans chapter 11, verse number 33. Oh, the debt of the riches both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. For who has known the mind of the Lord? Or who has become his counselor? Or who has first given him? And it shall be repaid to him. For of him and through him and to him are all things to whom be glory forever. Amen. And then in the book of Luke, chapter, chapter 5. Beginning at verse 1. So it was, as a multitude pressed about him to hear the word of the Lord, that he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two boats standing by the lake, but the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitude from the boat. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep. And let down your nets for a catch. I want to talk about seeking the depths of God. Seeking the depths of God. Father, thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the power of your word. Thank you that when your word goes forth, it does not return to you void. It will accomplish all that you desire. And you prosper your word in the things that you sent your word to. Thank you for sending your word to us today. Thank you for what your word is going to accomplish in our lives. Have your way now. Grant me a fresh anointing of your spirit that I might minister under your anointing. I know that it is your anointing that destroys the yoke and your anointing that removes the burden. Thank you for your anointing now to preach your word now. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. 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 Seeking the depths of god for the past week or so the lord has been speaking to me about from the from the concept of the thought go deeper go deeper in him and i've been praying about that uh, uh, it's reflecting on the word of the lord and and searching the scriptures and and so we're here today to talk about seeking the depths of god god said several things to me about that um that I need to that I need to do to help people who may want to go deeper. Some people are going deeper. Rest assured that I am not saying that, that nobody in this ministry is deep in the Lord, but there are people who need to go deeper. People who need to go deeper in the Lord. The scripture in, in the book of, um, of Romans, as Paul writes about the redemption that God has wrought uh, for his people um, in Jesus Christ um, speaks of God's providential work and his redemptive relationship to all human beings, to all uh, humans that, and, and as, as Paul wrote this and talked about this and thought about that, uh, this, it brought forth a doxology of praise and, and adoration from Paul's lips. Um, and and uh, as you look at this, you see that this just naturally flowed as Paul wrote these words. You need to go back and read probably uh, the entire eleventh chapter and a few other chapters as Paul talks about uh, the the Jews and the Gentiles and the salvation that God has wrought for us in Christ Jesus and how God has worked this thing because we know that that the nation of Israel. God's chosen people and and Paul is letting us know that God is not rejecting Israel, but God has brought us in into the faith uh so that so that we too might be saved, and that they also might be saved and and so uh he he makes this this exclamation, all oh, the depth of the riches both of the wisdom and knowledge of God, how unsearchable are his judgments and his ways. Past finding out Now, Now, when you read that at face value, it seems like Paul is saying to us that, that we can't find out God's ways. But that's not actually what he's saying. He's actually saying in our own wisdom, in our own mental capacity, in our own ability, in our natural selves, we can never understand uh, the riches of God's wisdom and God's knowledge. We'll see later on uh, how, he, how he brings that out. That's why, you know, you always understand as you're studying Scripture that you study line upon line, precept upon precept, and you cross-reference and you get fuller understanding of the Scripture. But when you read this in the commentary, it says this, it says, "How How fathomless, how immeasurable, or how extremely deep is the depth of the wisdom and knowledge of God. Who but God could have conceived a plan that would turn disobedience into an occasion for mercy and in the process reach out universally to all who would believe? Who but God? Who but God? How inscrutable, how impossible to understand, how impossible for us to interpret, how impossible are God's judgments. His decisions are beyond human knowledge, okay? Uh, uh, How unsearchable are his ways. His methods are mysterious and beyond our ability to grasp them. My goodness, my goodness, my goodness. Uh, The Phillips translation says, how could man ever understand his reasons for actions or explain his method of working? How could we do it? As God said through the prophet Isaiah, as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways than your ways. Uh, Well, let me let me read. Repeat that. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. No one can grasp the mind of God or could ever serve as God's counselor. Isaiah declares that. No one has ever advanced anything to the Lord. No one, no one, no one. Uh, So as to deserve payment in return. Nothing we can do. That that, that makes God owe us anything. Hallelujah. We've not done anything so good that God owes us anything. Glory to God. Anything God gives us is because of his grace and mercy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is God who has set everything in motion by his creative word. Only God. God is debtor to no one, nobody, okay? It is God, glory to God, who is the source, who is the agent and goal of all that is, everything, everything there is. All things find their origin in God. You know, if we really, if people, and I know we think about this, if people really thought about this and really understood this, we could never say this is my life. I live it the way I want to live it. Never. Because the breath that you breathe comes from God. The spirit who gives you life comes from God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Through him everything exists, is sustained and directed. Everything. All things exist for God's glory. Therefore to him be praise and glory forever. Amen. When Paul understood this, this prompted in him this exclamation of praise. Oh, oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his ways. Glory to God. Are his judgment and his ways past finding out. Now, now, now you can hear that. And take the position that well, I can never never know the mind of God, I can never grasp the mind of God, or I can never understand god 's ways, consequently i 'll just read this i 'll enjoy the way it sounds, but i 'll leave knowing the depth of God alone i won 't even try to find out the depth of god and, and this seems to be this seems to be what a whole lot of people have done they've they 've left They've left the depth of God alone. They've they've settled for not fully knowing what can be known of God. And they end up with a very shallow relationship with him. Amen. Never settle for a shallow relationship with the Lord. Never settle for a shallow relationship. Relationship with God. What's a shallow relationship with God? Going to church, singing and praying and preaching, and going back home. That's very shallow. It's very shallow. And and sometimes people people feel that that's really all that is required of them. Yeah, you listen to the message, and okay, I, I got my I got my religious fix for the day. You know, it's like, a, 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 you know, it's like a shot of drugs. You know, i I got my religious high. We, we come and we dance and we praise the Lord and, and we wait until next week. And, and, and consequently, many believers live in a very shallow relationship with God. That sometimes people say, this is too hard for me to understand. You know, when you start dealing with deeper things of the Lord, this is just too difficult for me to understand. And so they settle for shallow relationship with the Lord. But there's another side of this that the Lord pointed out to me in, the, in Luke chapter 5. And I know when I read that, you probably thought, how in the world do these two scriptures connect? But when I read Luke chapter 5, the Lord showed me something. This In Luke chapter 5, and I won't take the time to go through the whole explanation and background of this, but in Luke chapter 5, this is actually what Jesus calls uh, Peter and Andrew to be his disciples. This is actually an incident. Jesus is teaching Peter and Andrew, are, uh, they're fishermen. And, and there's something about fishermen because, you know, apparently about seven of Jesus' disciples were fishermen. Uh, they, had the, they had the mental acuity, I guess, or the mentality to, to be the kind of people Jesus was looking for. Because think about it, Jesus was going to train them to be fishers of men. So they already had some concept in their minds about what it taught, what it took to catch fish. All right. Uh, we're, some of us are trying to learn what it catches what it takes to catch people. But 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 Jesus knew this. And so he's calling people about to call Peter and Andrew, and he's teaching the crowd of people, and he he he's by the seashore. So he, you know, like it is right now. If, if this place was packed with thousands of people, most of the people in the back couldn't see me. So what Jesus does is he gets in the boat and he moves out and he teaches from the boat. And and Peter is listening to all of this and Peter is hearing his teaching. And then Jesus tells Peter to, to, to go out a little bit further. But the other thing he says to Peter is, launch out into the deep. Launch out into the deep. And when Peter does... What Jesus tells him, now mind you, Peter is an expert fisherman. Peter said, we fished all night long. We haven't caught anything. This is not the time of day to catch fish. Jesus is a carpenter. What does he know about fishing? Well, we should never judge people because we don't know what God has put inside of them. Amen. And, 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 but G- Peter does what Jesus tells him to do. And you know the rest of the story if you read this. He catches so many fish that he has have help bringing them sh- to shore. But the point was, launch out into the deep. Don't stay in shallow water. Most of the time I've heard this preached, it's always been preached dealing with evangelism and deeper strategies of God. But what the Lord said to me this morning is that people need to launch out into the depths of knowing him. People need to move from shallowness. People need to move from the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And people need to move into the depths of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God. And you're not going to get the depth just simply by coming to worship on Sunday morning. You're not going to get into the depth of God even just by having a devotional every morning of the week. It might help but there, it, it you, you but but it takes more it takes more than that god wants you to go deeper in him god wants every believer to go deeper in him not just those of us who are 40 and 50 and 60 years old but every believer who comes to christ from 5 6 7 10 11 15 16 don't ever stop going deeper in the things of god there's a danger in being shallow, there's a danger in me. when you're shallow in God, you can be easily pulled away from the Lord. When you are shallow in God, all of the of the philosophies and doctrines and things that you hear in the world will confuse your mind. And if you aren't careful, if you don't come back to your teachers, if you don't come back and ask questions, you will be pulled away from the Lord. That happens to so many people. A lot of people start out with good intentions, but, but because they don't go deeper. They don't go deep. And, and, and going deeper, it's like if you're going to swim, once you start swimming lessons, if you're going to be an expert swimmer, you have to keep on doing it. You can't start and stop, start and stop. You know, and if you ever been that way in the Lord, you start. You're on fire today. Next week, you're like, I don't even want the Lord. I don't want to hear anything about the Lord. Don't talk to me about the Lord today. You know, people are up and down, up and. But God is teaching us that if we're gonna, if we're gonna really know Him, if we're gonna experience the fullness of Him, that there has to be a consistency in going deeper in Him. In Him, yeah. God said to me there are depths in me that my people must seek. He said they are coming to church and they some of them they know about me. They talk good talk, but they must go deeper. It's in that deep place where the difference is made. Amen. It is in that deeper place where the difference between genuine faith and pseudo faith is made. It's in that deeper place. God will work with you to take you into that deeper place. Sometimes it's through trials. Sometimes it's through tribulation. But most of the time, before the trials and tribulations come, he's going to put you under some teaching. He's going to challenge you in your walk. Let me not get ahead of myself. All right. And, 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 and so... And, and as, I, as I sought the Lord, God clarified to me what Paul was saying about the depths of God's wisdom and, 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 and knowledge being unsearchable for us. Even though they are unsearchable for us, they are not unsearchable for him. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10, Paul points out that the wisdom of God has, has been made known to them, to the apostles, by his Spirit. For his Spirit searches the deep things of God, not for his benefit, but for our benefit. So as the Holy Spirit searches the deep things of God, then the Holy Spirit reveals those deep things to those of us who are the leadership gifts in the church and those of us who give ourselves to studying and and, and praying and seeking the face of God. God reveals. God reveals. And he declared in Ephesians chapter 3 verse 8, that the grace was given to him to preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ, and to make all see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the ages has been hidden in God, who created all things through Christ, to the intent that now the manifest wisdom of God might be made known to the, by the church to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places." So, so Paul is saying then that God has, the Holy Spirit has revealed these, this wisdom to us, to the apostles, so that we might teach it to the church and then the church would make it known to the principalities, to the powers in the heavenly places. Yeah. Yeah. The deep things, the riches of God, the depths of God's wisdom and God's knowledge doesn't come through shallowness has not come through shallows and God wants us to go deeper tell your neighbor God wants you to go deeper yeah many of you found out what it's like to go deeper in the Lord there have been times in your life you would have given up and had not been for your relationship with the Lord the depth of your relationship with the Lord there have been times people have tried to pull you away from the faith and told you different things that, that you know were wrong but because of your depth the depth of your relationship with the Lord you stayed in there oh yes yeah. The depth. God wants us to seek his depths. Don't just stay on the surface. Don't just stay on the surface. I got sick a long time ago, preachers, preachers, and the Lord is good. Yes, he's good. I know he's good. You told me that. I want to know something else. I want to know about his might. I want to know about his power. And I just don't want to know about it. I want to experience it for myself then I really know the goodness of the Lord. So I don't get excited when you talk about, oh, the Lord is good. Mm-hmm. I'm on Facebook. Let me not do that this morning. I'm not mocking anybody. But, but, but God wants his people to go deeper in him. Don't ever settle for shallow relationship with the Lord. Don't settle for shallowness in the, knowing the wisdom and the knowledge of God. So I asked the Lord, how is it, how do, we, how do we seek these depths? And God gave me three things to share with you this morning. Or well, he could have given me more. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a seminary taught homiletics thing, three points, and, you know. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But also it's a time thing too. <laughs> so let me see if I can go through this quickly. Um, and as I, as I thought about this and prayed about this, the overarching thing, of this whole concept is submission to the will of God, okay? If we're not willing to submit to God, then we will never get to the place that God wants us to be. And submitting to God means crucifying this flesh. Because rather than studying, we like, like to eat apple pie and ice cream. Rather than studying, we like to go to sleep. You know, we'd like to just rest or go ride a bicycle or do something else. We don't really want to study Studying, as we mentioned the other night, studying is hard work. Yeah, it takes discipline to study, a whole lot of discipline. You know it, you're in school, you'd rather not study algebra, you'd rather go play basketball, right? <laughs> really. But there's a benefit in studying. One day you're going to grow up, one day you're going to go off to college, you want to be able to graduate, you know, with, with at least decent grades. You want a decent job. You know, you want, you want your life to be better. Why don't we think about that spiritually? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so this is what the Lord showed me. And there's several things, not necessarily tied to the Scripture specifically, but surrounding the Scriptures. This is a message that, that, that I am not uh, just pulling everything from the text per se. Okay, What the Lord showed me was that if we are going to seek his depths, it requires daily encountering, daily engaging the Lord. So, how do I daily encounter, daily engage the Lord? It is a relationship with Holy Spirit. Daily. Daily. You remember the Bible talks about the first Christians. After the day of Pentecost, and it was, the Pentecost was significant because on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit descended, the Holy Spirit came and dwelt the believers. The Holy Spirit lives in the world. So he's present with us, okay? And the Bible says they continued daily in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, breaking of bread from house to house, all right? And the Bible would understand the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. Okay, now before we get into that point, we have to remember that before Christ ascended into heaven, he told his disciples that he would not leave them comfortless, that he would send the Holy Spirit. Okay, amen, who would, who would teach us, who would comfort us, who would reveal all things to us. So it is engagement with him on a regular daily basis that we need if we're going to seek the deep things of God. Remember what Paul said. Paul said that these things are revealed by his spirit. He didn't say that you get these for going to seminary. He did not say that you understand the deep things of God by, by reading your Bible, even though the Bible is a part of the process because the word of God is the sword of the spirit. He did not say that you understand the deep things of God by getting a a Ph.D. degree. He said these things are revealed by his Spirit. So then if I want the revealed things, I need to develop this relationship with the Holy Spirit, and I need to engage him on a daily basis. Let me tell you, let let me suggest to you to try this. If you're going through something in your life, if you're facing some type of struggle, some type of temptation, pray, Holy Spirit, help me. Just at that point, just say, Holy Spirit, help me. If there are negative thoughts going through your mind, ask, Holy Spirit, please remove these thoughts from my mind. Watch those things go. They will leave you because his ministry is for us, to us, to help us. He is our helper. Oh, yes. Yes. He's our helper. He's our helper. Paul prays for the church in, in Ephesians chapter 3, verses 16 through 19. Read it. I won't, I won't quote it all. And he asked the Lord that he would grant you, talking to the Ephesians and to us, grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened by might through his spirit in the inner man. All right? That, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. That word dwell there is to, is to dwell down, to settle, glory to God, amen, to settle in you, all right, to dwell deep, to dwell deep. So it is the work of the Holy Spirit to, to dwell in us, to dwell deep in us, to form Christ in, within us. As he dwells within us and as he forms Christ within us, dwelling deep down into the deepest depths of our being, okay, he creates this desire. He creates this hunger, all right? He creates this thirst. He creates this ability even for righteousness and holiness and truth, glory to God, for wisdom and for the wisdom and the knowledge of God. Holy Spirit does this. Yeah, think about it. If there is something that you, that you want and you start indulging, this is apple pie. Something as simple as apple pie. And you eat one slice of apple pie, but the whole pie is in there. Well, it's probably more a desire for sweets. Sweets. Yeah, it's probably more. And, and then you start giving in to that desire. You want it more and more. There's a, there's a, there's a, there's a nature inside of you that, that makes you want this thing more and, more and more. That's how sin works. God is saying, let's flip this. This is how I want my spirit. This is how my spirit will work in you. He will create this insatiable desire. This insatiable hunger, this insatiable thirst for me. But you've got to give yourself to him. You've got to develop this, you've got to engage him on a regular basis. Yeah, yeah. This is the reason that the early church, after they were filled with the Holy Spirit, continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. The Holy Spirit was at work in them. He was stirring them, you know. They were excited about what they saw God doing. But, but you know, people can see God do things and it doesn't move them because they don't have any relationship with God. I know instances where people have attributed what God did to other things and other people. But it was God. When I saw it, I saw God. When they saw it, they saw somebody else. It depends on where you are. Yeah, I would tell a family thing, but I'm on Facebook, so I better not tell that yeah, yeah, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So the reason the reason that, 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 that they were, were into the depths of God's wisdom and knowledge is because of this relationship they had cultivated and with the Holy Spirit and how they engaged him on a regular daily basis. Second thing the Lord showed me was that you have to challenge yourself. you have to challenge yourself. Okay? You have to challenge your perspectives. You have to challenge your attitudes. You have to challenge your opinions. You have to challenge your customs. You have to challenge your habits. You know, we're selfish people. We, we, we tend to think that, you know, this is about me. You know, I, I, this is what I like, you know, so this is what I go after. We're selfish. I mean, we're self-centered. But we have to challenge who we are. We have to challenge our opinions. Sometimes I might think a thing, and I have to, I have to go back and challenge myself. Is this of God? You know, I, I used to, I like that little bracelet. I guess this was back in the 80s maybe when they had this little bracelet out, WWJD, what would Jesus do? It was to make us think. Because a lot of times people do things without thinking. You know, I just do it because this is what I've always done. What would Jesus do? So I need to challenge the way I think. I need to challenge my perspective on things. I need to challenge my opinions. And even even as I grow in the Lord, I've learned to challenge myself. There are some things that, that that I said and taught when I was younger in the Lord, I wouldn't do today. I wouldn't say today. Because in the growth process, and in order for me to grow, I had to challenge myself. It's easy to resist the Holy Spirit. Isn't that what Stephen said to those, to those Jews that day? He, he, said, he said, you stubborn, uncircumcised in hearts and minds, you've always resisted the Holy Spirit. You're, you can easily resist the Holy Spirit. So we say, well, the Holy Spirit is challenging me. I'm going to get to that point. But God wants you to challenge yourself. Where are you in him? What's, what are your opinions? that you've come to love and that you've come to think aright? What are your perspectives on things that you're not willing to yield to? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Challenge ourselves. Yeah. As the Holy Spirit works in us, for it is him who works in us both to do and uh, uh, willing to do as his pleasure. He creates the desire with them within us to be better to be more like him. As as we yield and as we challenge ourselves, we become dissatisfied with the old self, the old man, and we begin to challenge ourselves to do better. Can you challenge yourself to do better? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus told that woman that was caught in adultery, go and sin no more. You think that was easy for her? She had to challenge herself. You're born in sin. You're shaped in iniquity. Just because he said go and sin no more doesn't mean that you're going to go and sin no more. Tell the truth. Say amen. Say the devil. You got to challenge yourself. Yeah, yeah. Jesus asked the man at the pool of Bethesda, Do you want to be made well or made whole? He was asking him to challenge himself. What is it that you want? Don't sit here and say, there's nobody to put me in the pool. Challenge yourself. People come to church and say, I don't understand what the pastor's preaching. I hear people say, no, I don't understand Elder Hoskins' teaching. (laughs) Challenge yourself. You got a dictionary? Write down a word you don't understand and go look it up. Don't want to be spoon fed all of the time. Are you understanding? Challenge yourself. I've had people come, at, one young man I remember telling me, well, y'all are in the Lord. That I, 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 I'm not there yet. I said, well, keep coming. Maybe you'll get there. You know, you got to challenge yourself. You're going to go back somewhere. You see something different. You see something that's, that's meaningful, that's whole. You see people's lives being changed, and because you're not there, you're going to go back to where you're comfortable. No, challenge yourself. If you want more, if you want better, you gotta challenge yourself. All of us know that if we're gonna build muscles, we have to do what? Challenge ourselves. If you're gonna lose weight, you gotta do what? Challenge yourself. If there's sickness in your body and you wanna be well, you gotta do what? Challenge yourself. You go to the doctor, the doctor said, okay, you need to come off of salt. And you go home and say, Oh, food just doesn't taste right without salt. Challenge yourself. Does this make any sense? (laughs) Oh, glory to the name of Jesus. Yeah. We are challenged in Romans 12, 1 and 2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you might discern what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So if I'm not going to be conformed to the world, I've got to do what? Challenge myself. Because it's easy to just go along with the flow. Yeah. yeah, it's so easy. Watch, watch television, get on social media all of the time, in conversations with people all the time. A whole lot of them are not spiritual conversations. You know, get caught up in some of the things you can get caught up in, and not, and not bad. All right, but they will pull you away from God if you're not careful. You got to challenge yourself. Yeah, challenge ourselves in godliness. Challenge ourselves in true holiness. <laughs> we must challenge ourselves to mature in the Lord. Stop wanting shallowness. Engage the Holy Spirit. Challenge yourself. And the last thing, last thing, and, and what I'm going to do, because as I was dealing with this this week, the Lord said to me that, that I need to do some things to help people if they really want the depths of the Lord. I need to do some more teaching, so I'm going to take this message and others and do some Bible study, new Bible study online. All right, for people who really want, if they want to, to to challenge. It's all right to have two and three and four Bible studies. Amen. So, Elder Hosts will continue to challenge us in Christology and and apologetics, and we need to be challenging ourselves and growing in the Lord and going into the depths of the Lord. The last thing that the Lord said to me was that. We need to be challenged by others. That's good. Amen. You, you might think that's a simple thing, but that's an important thing in this day and time because a lot of us don't want to be challenged by other people. We don't want to hear what people say, not when they come to us and challenge us directly. You may sit under me and listen to me teach, but when I come to you one-on-one, face-to-face, and begin to challenge you about something that's going on in your life, you're not going, most people don't like that. Because today, we said all of the time, The philosophy of most people in the world is this is my life, even in the church, this is my life. Who are you to judge me? But God says we must be challenged by others. And I'm reminded right now, so I won't go through all of my notes. I'm reminded right now of the fact that we are our brother's keeper. We are. We're responsible for one another. And we're responsible. If we see a brother or sister overtaken in a fault, we are to restore that person in a spirit of gentleness and meekness. That's challenging that person. I can't restore you if you don't want to hear what I have to say. I can't help you if you don't want to hear what I have to say. And believe us today, we've got to get to the point that we need to hear more than the pastor. Pastor. We need to hear other mature believers. This is what the Lord said to me. He said, Be challenged by others, especially believers who care and are observant. Amen. So, how can I restore a brother or sister who's overtaken in fault if I'm not watching him or her? Are you watching your brother or your sister? That's good. That's so good. You know what Paul had to do for Peter? Paul observed Peter being hypocritical. In Antioch, Peter had gone that the Lord had already shown Peter that what he's called clean, he was not. To, Peter was not to call common and unclean. And so before the other Jews got there, Peter had started eating. I don't know if they had fried chicken. I don't know if they had barbecue pork. I don't know if they had roasted carrots or what. But Peter was enjoying himself eating with the Gentiles. And as soon as the other Jews showed up, Peter, oh, bad. Peter said, I withstood him to his face. It wasn't to be mean to Peter, but it was to challenge him to be the man that God wanted him to be, to be the the, the, the apostle, to be the prophet, to be the preacher, to be the example that God wanted him to be in this situation. Don't be hypocritical. Peter was paying attention. He could have seen. You know. You know. What this is what we do. We see things, and we just kind of like yep. don't say anything because right. we don't want to offend anybody. And we've gotten into this thing of you know not getting into people's personal space, but we need to start challenging one another because if you are a a, a follower of Jesus Christ my personal space is your personal space when it comes to my spirituality when it comes to my growing in Christ when it comes to my attitude and my actions and my reactions you may not like it but it's the truth if you don't like it it says to you that you're not willing to go into the deeper things of God There's a resistance. Your your, your flesh is going to resist this. That's why a lot of people just remain on the surface because their flesh resists so much that will cause them to go deeper. Hmm. The essence of, of, of the Christian witness, the preaching of the gospel, the teaching of the scriptures is that those of us who are older and more mature in the faith are to challenge younger believers. And when I say younger, I'm not necessarily speaking of younger in physical age. Spiritually younger. We have a responsibility to challenge those who are younger in the faith. It's our responsibility. It's what, what, what the scripture teaches us. And In the book of Titus, Paul is very clear on this. He's very clear. And I'm going to read it just so you know that I didn't, I didn't uh, just get this out of the air. Thank you. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the name of Jesus. And you need to read it for yourself. All right. And, and, and Paul says to Titus, but as for you, speak the things which are proper for sound doctrine, that the older men may be sober, reverent, temperate, sound in faith, in love in patience. The older women, likewise, that they be reverent in behavior, not slanders, slanderers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things. That they are monies to young women to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, homemakers, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God may not be blasphemed. Likewise, exhort the young men to be sober-minded in all things, showing yourself to be a pattern of good works in doctrine, showing integrity, reverence, and incorruptibility, sound speech that cannot be condemned, that one who is an opponent may be ashamed, having nothing evil to say of you." exhort bond to be obedient to their own masters, to be well pleasing in all things, not serving, not answering back, not pilfering, but showing all good fidelity that they may adorn the doctrine of God our Savior in all things. Whew. That's in the Bible. That's the Word of God. We got to challenge one another. We got to challenge one another. got to challenge each other. If we're going to go into the depths of God. It takes us, it takes us yielding to the Holy Spirit as he forms Christ in us and creates that insatiable desire in us for the things that will mature us in Christ. I can't make you develop a relationship with the Holy Spirit, but I can challenge you. As you yield to him, he'll start doing the work in you you got to challenge yourself. Where are you in the Lord? What attitudes, what dispositions, what customs that come from family traditions or what have you, or your own traditions or from things you picked up from your friends? You know, what have you developed over there? Challenge yourself in things where you need to grow in the Lord and then accept the challenges that comes from those of us who are older in the faith. In the faith. And those of us who are older accept the challenge that, of the revelations that God may give to people who are younger in the faith. Because we are the body of Christ. And all of us need to be delving into the deep things of God. Amen. Don't look for a reason to reject this message. Look for a reason to accept it. Amen. Because it's so easy to disagree with the preacher and find out and find poke holes in the message. But I challenge you today to go back and study the scripture for yourself. I challenge you today to develop that relationship with the Holy Spirit. I challenge you today to challenge your own self and your own actions and your own attitudes and your perspectives and your dispositions and your opinions about things. Challenge yourself accept the challenge that comes from others we have a responsibility to challenge each other to go deeper in the lord let's pray let's stand and let's pray father thank you now for your word thank you for the power of your word thank you that when your word goes forth it does not return to you void but it accomplishes all that you desire thank you that you prosper your word in the things that you sent your word to so thank you for sending your word to us today Thank you for what your word will accomplish in our lives. Thank you, Father, for for letting us know that there there are depths in you that we must seek if we're going to experience your fullness. God, and we know that even after all that we experience, there is more of you. God, we want the more. We want the more. We want the more. We want the more. We We pray for our young people that they will want the more. That they want the depths we pray for our young adults that they will want the depths we pray for our senior adults that we will want the depths in you that we will accept the challenges as we challenge ourselves and as we develop our relationship with you we'll accept the challenges that comes our way to go deeper in you it's in Jesus' name that we You may write to us at Praise at msn.com. That's tabernacleofpraise at msn.com. Give us your email address or a way to contact you so that we can follow up with you. Also, we would like for you to sow into this ministry. If you've been blessed by this work, by the preaching of the gospel and the teaching of the gospel, and you would like to f- help further this cause,